And it's episode 56 of Crit Apocalypse. This week I learned something interesting. So, alright. You know how eggs are unfertilised? Twitter accounts. <laughs> you know eggs are what chickens produce, they're just a thing in a shell? Yeah. Fetuses are not the same thing. No. They are not the same thing. Aborted I'll just fetuses let you get on with them, are not the same thing. So, I made an omelette <laughs> that I completely regret. Firstly, not very flavourful. Surprisingly. <laughs> and also, I was chased for a long time to get that stuff. Also, Christopher Reeve may still be alive. No, dead. Definitely, no, 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 definitely no, no. dead. He may still be alive. Definitely I saw dead. something foraging in the bins with me. It was Ian animalistic. It was angry. I don't think even Ian Watkins dips in the minus numbers. Mark Spate? <laughs> but anyway, so there was something foraging in the bins. It seemed feral. I don't think it seemed people in quite a long time. Didn't really know how to react to me. So at first it ran away, but then it became angry and aggressive. And it started going for the hall. I could only manage to get two. Weren't in the best of shape. Don't think they were refrigerated at any time whatsoever. Probably explains the taste. But the thing is, that whatever that monster is, whatever's existing out there, possibly Ian Watkins, he might be on the run. They might not have told us because he is this generation's what monster. I don't think even Jimmy Savile's racked up some of the events that fucking Ian Watkins took part in. Are you increasing the game because of my voice? Because you're miles away. <laughs> Let me get closer. Let me get closer. So anyway, guys, if you see something that looks like a feral version of Ian Watkins, don't let it in your house. Don't let it twinge on the nostalgia strings of your heart because it is not worth it. He is a feral inhuman monster now. He lives on baby fetuses in a dumpster. Technically, I tried to for a very small amount of time, but that's because I thought it'd give me superpowers. Could be Christopher Reeve. I'm not saying it's not Christopher Reeve. I'm not saying it is. It could be Christopher Reeve. He might have healed up. He might have just been buried and then woken back he up. He just it, dragged himself along with like, his hands. Yeah. No, no, he's got full control of every... What kind of control? You know zombies, but zombies in a Japanese film where they're like sort of twisting and they're like contortionists. A bit like that. Crawling towards me with every single limb, every finger, every digit. He was making his way towards me like Vanessa Carr, making her way downtown, walking fast, faces past me, homebound. It was insane. It was a monster. I don't know what happened. But anyway, back to the point. Ate a cat. Not going to say if it was me or the monster because I'm a little bit ashamed of not saving the cat. Anyway, and your review first, I guess, this week. It might not be, actually. I don't know. I don't really care. Shall I just go first anyway? Yeah, yeah. Just go for it. after that, after that, I had to tell people I'm a little bit worried about the future of humanity when there's inhuman monsters powered by baby fetuses, and not by broken dreams like Ian Watkins is normally powered. Baby fetuses keep you young if you put them into dumplings. You've obviously never seen the film Dumplings. No, I seen the dumplings. <laughs> anyway, was it so, originally part of another film? It was like a no. short story originally. No, it's a whole it was adapted film. Into the, film. Was it adaptation? No, not adaptation. It was the Nicolas Cage one. I don't know. Anyway, so I'll just review. Drag me to hell. Yeah, it's great. Who was the main character in Drag Me to Hell? What? Who played the main character? I don't know. It was a girl from thirteen, I think. She was meant to be like a big up and comer. Yeah, something Lerman. I can't remember. Anyway, Justin Long. Justin Long was the main girl in. Justin Long is in Drag Me to Hell. I I like that. You know what? I like three minutes of, and they're the scenes with Justin Long in. Have you seen Old Dogs? No, no. Okay, so let me set the scene for you. This is a hilarious no, movie. No, please, this is a hilarious movie. You want to hear about this. Okay, so Justin Long plays a scout. Wait, sorry, I've got to go back even further. So Robin Williams goes to a trip. John Travolta, <laughs> William H. Macy. Yeah. And, yeah, no, they go no, on a no, road no, trip. no, 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 sorry. You're, I'm thinking, you're, you're thinking of, you're thinking of Wild Hogs. 
Oh. Which is which another film. Okay, oh, Old so Dogs is the one with Seth Old Green Dogs in it. Old Dogs is the one with Seth Green in it. Yeah, and so. that trailer was just the gorilla bit. <laughs> yeah. That's all they had. So, hilarious. I can't even tell you the premise without laughing. So, Old Dogs is the story of John Travolta and Robin Williams. Oh, yeah, Old Dogs is the film that was so bad, it got the sequel to Wild Hogs cancelled. Yes. Yeah. But, okay, so, it's <laughs> they're two bachelors, men about town. They're about to sell all their money to the Japanese or some shit that no one cares about. And it turns out Robin Williams has two very young children. You know, I'm not saying they're his, but it might not be his. But anyway, so um, Priscilla Presley. Is she still around? Yeah, Kurt Russell's wife, isn't she? I don't know. Or is Kurt Russell's wife is Goldie Hawn. Who's John Travolta's wife? John Travolta's wife? John Travolta had a wife? Yeah, all right. Well, he had he had a wife. On paper. Yeah. Like, you know. You know, in Scientology's, you know. We've already gone on to Scientology. Anyway, that's besides the point. So I'm going to sell another company, find out Robin Williams has kids, so Robin Williams has to learn how to be a dad for a weekend because his, well, no, for a few months because his ex-partner who had the kids after a one-night stand is going to prison because she's an eco-terrorist. Cue hilarious antics as they try and become parents. But anyway, there's a scene where they go to like a, they go to like a, a Cub Scouts thing, like a retreat. And uh, Justin Long and Matt Dillon are two people that are really into the Cub Scouts. Matt Dillon is like proper literally? about the rules. Yeah, yeah. They're just all about the Cub Scouts. Just really sh- literally into the Cub Scouts. Yeah. Like they are fully indoctrinate- indoctrinated. Indoctrinated? Is that the word? I've been drinking, so my words slip every so often. But anyway, so they are, they're just like, they're sipping the Kool-Aid. They're ready to fucking take the final plunge into the afterlife. So... They're Jonestown, basically. Um, so Matt Dillon is just all for the rules. So every time they do something wrong, he he you know he passes it off and he's a bit charming. He's like, okay, no, that's fine. But this is how we do it here. Whereas Justin Long is like he just shouts. He doesn't know how to emote in any way, but shouting. So every time Matt Dillon's like, we don't do that here, you know. And then there's then there's Justin Long just in the background just going like you remember the uh, video from the beginning of this year with. Um, with uh, Shia LaBeouf. Oh, yeah. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was all like that. These guys go and they go to this Cub Scout and they're trying to make a fire. Hmm. All right. And they've got a statue of the person who started the Cub Scouts and they've got their, they've got their little twigs and they're blowing on it to start the fire. Hmm. And uh, Robin Williams just goes, I'm going to give it all my welly. I'm going to get this fire going. You watch, kids. You ready? You ready? And he goes, <gasps> And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the statue is like 400 metres off into the distance, just suddenly catches fire. And, and Matt Dillon screams, like, no! And then there's Justin Long just going, ah! It's like every every muscle in his body tenses. He looks at this animal. Anyway, you see Strange Wilderness? It's another film starring Justin Long. It's, in which he plays... It's also, oddly enough, it's also got a very, very early role by... Um, who's the kid who looks like Penguin? He's in 21 Jump Street and the Wolf of Wall Street. You know who I'm talking about, don't you? Jonah Hill. It's got Jonah Hill in it. Very early Rob. Steve, Steve Zahn? Steve Zahn? Steve Zane? How would you say that? Z-A-H-N. So he's in it. So is Ernest, Ernest Borgnine, who's also in Red, but not Red 2 because he died before Red 2 was made. Hmm. Red has Bruce Willis in it, who's also in Die Hard. Well done. Just get a name. So, who's in things? Here we go. So, no, I'll bring it back. So, Die Hard was set around Christmas. We just had a Christmas, and did you like your presents? Yeah. Yeah? What'd you get? Um, things. What did I get you? Um. I got you Black Hand. Yeah, he's over there. And I got you. I got you Astro Boy the video game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was weeks ago. That was weeks ago. Ah. 
Sorry, I, I did say it was a Christmas present at the time. I just I couldn't I couldn't keep the excitement in. No, I didn't. All right, so it's your review. You sure? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, something yeah. about that. Yeah. It's only been eight minutes, nine minutes, and I just spoke about like five films, so not bad, right? Yeah, I like to think I'm quite impressive. This better not be another two-hour thing I have to try and edit and cut tons out of again. No, because I've got work tomorrow. Yeah, some of us have responsibilities. Anyway, I'm going to review Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Or as I like to call it, Charming British Man Fights Pug Monsters. What? Anyway, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency is about a young fellow named Todd who suddenly finds his life gets a bit weird when a detective, holistic detective, who doesn't look for evidence, enters his life and you also see some weird stuff, like he sees himself at the end of a corridor, there's been a murder, um, a very big murder, that appears to be done by a shark in a hotel room. Very strange. And there's a cat everyone's looking for. Why is everyone looking for a cat? And he gets very, very out of hand, very, very quickly. So what you're saying is, um, he got in one little fight and one got scared. No, no. So, the whole show, Dirt Gently, to explain too much of what is going on in the plot, would make it sound insane, because it is a little bit, it's a little bit mad. Who wrote it? Uh, Max Landis. Who's that? He's the guy with rainbow-coloured hair. Well, he used to. He's got blonde hair now. Anyway, he did things. Um, but the show's really, like, quick fire and scattershot all over the place. And for the first, like, maybe three episodes, you're going to be wondering what the hell's going on. Because it's constantly, like... Even in the first episode, it gets through all the main characters that you're going to see in the show. But it's constantly, like, jumping about to things that feel like they're completely unconnected. But everything is connected. And that's kind of what the show's strength is, is that gradually you start getting... It gives makes you feel clever as an audience member because it's constantly making you, like, tie things together. Are you saying we're all connected to Wankersham? Probably. There's, like, loads of little, like, um, tiny little moments that make you go, I figured this out. And it turns out you might be right or you might be wrong. It could be way weirder than that. Do you ever look at something and go, that's probably Zool? But it's about, no. But it's about, like, the idea that coincidences and strange phenomena can all just come together to make something make perfect sense, even if it does involve a small kitten that might have something inside it and time travel and a really weird guy who's quite clearly based on Plinkett, I think, a little bit, I think. This guy's a bit of a shut-in and he's got a, a very this girl in his house who's walling around the place like a dog. Very strange. She keeps, she keeps barking. Sounds very sexy. It's very strange. And they kidnap a dog, a little corgi. He seems very smart. Totally yeah, but um, he's walks around the place and he's always like, "Where's my dog? Who's taking my fucking dog?" Like that. Um, and it's like crazy. Shows mental. Well worth watching. It's only like eight episodes. You can really? get through that in no time. Julie McMahon turns up in it. Everyone likes him. Who? He, you know, from Nip Tuck, and he was the um, he was Doctor Doom in the Tim Story Fantastic Four films. You mean the best Doctor Doom that's ever graced our screens? No, the best Doctor Doom that ever graced our screens was in the Roger Corman Fantastic Four film. No, you're thinking about Toby Kimmel. Toby Kimmel. Toby Kimmel. He's terrible. That film was terrible. awful. Nah. Doctor Doom wasn't in that film. That was alright. See, everybody says it was awful, but there are, there's some merits to it. No. Like, it was very Cronenberg in the first, like, half hour. <coughs> and then just, it just, someone came along and they changed some girl's hair. Everybody got really upset. Yeah. Her hair just completely changed. Everybody got really upset. And then all of a sudden, I like a bad movie now, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, you do. I got one little fight. My mum got scared. No, she didn't. But um, so I'm moving my yeah. and I'm going Dirk, Dirk Gently would would almost be my pick for TV show of the year. I think that was stuff I watched. I really enjoyed it. It's Fine. it's crazy and silly, and there's a lot. All the characters are memorable in their own ways. They're all weird and distinct and clearly you didn't watch interesting. The girls. 
Um, but yeah, it's got a lot of the stuff that um, Max Landis likes to have. There's loads of allusions to like an American Ultra, you know, style secret government programs making superhuman type people. Stuff like even the average yeah. person can be the superhero. And but they've awesome. they've sort of like there's a department called Blackwing that this military guy who's he's only the guy who's had his budget cut so much over the years trying to bring these Blackwing people in. There's just literally this middle aged well slightly older guy and his really really stupid trigger happy buddy who's meant to be. Just keeping an eye on people, but he keeps using the cyperscope instead of binoculars and tries to shoot people instead. Nice. He's just I'm taking the shot. He says, Don't take the shot, I'm taking the shot. Pfft. Um there's all sorts of other characters. There's Bart who's awesome, who's like another one of the Blackwing people who she just like she just knows she has to kill people all the time. And she knows who she's got to kill, and it always turns out whoever she kills is a pretty bad person. Um she manages to kill one person just by waving at him in one episode. He steps he goes, oh, he steps out just getting smacked by a car. So she didn't um, really kill him. It was just he was She kills everyone else. He's the only one she doesn't actually grab. But she causes his death. Mm. Um but she knows in her head she has to find Dirk gently and she knows the name for some reason, she doesn't know why. Um and she picks up this guy along the way who at first she mistakes for Dirk gently, but doesn't kill him before she stops him. She's like, No, no, you're right. I, if I was meant to kill you, I would have killed you. Um she just knows everything's gonna work out. Mm. Um she's called Bart, just this mess of a woman. Um you say mess, she's but, very attractive, right? Yeah, but she's like crazy. Like, I mean, a mess of a woman in that, she's just absolute mess. Like, crazy. I mean, wait, so you're saying she's super attractive? Her, she's, no, she's basically done to look like she's been living rough for years. Ooh, but, um, um, yeah, but there's a whole thing where, like, her story with this guy that she picks up along the way and drags along her little adventure parallels Dirk and Todd, Todd played by Elijah Wood. Um, I like Elijah Wood. Yeah. He's sort of lost his mind, hasn't he? He's great. He just does whatever the hell he feels like these yeah, days. He's he's made a lot of money, so. Yeah. Yeah, like he's he's living off of that Lord of the, Lord of the Rings cash, Lord yeah. Lord of the things, yeah. But, um, Holy shit, she's hot. Yeah, it's um, Lee, something Dorf. Is she the one who? Uh, I think was Brad Dorf's daughter or something. No, no, not her. But um, you say she's meant to look like she's been living rough. She, she does in the show. But she looks like that all the time. That's pretty hot. Uh, she's got blood on her face there. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Look, right, women have a time each month where they have blood come out of their pores. That's, I know that no. as a man That's, of the world. Anyway, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, well worth a watch. It's on Netflix. You can watch it on the Netflix. It doesn't sound very realistic. It's brilliant. It, I didn't say realistic. Holistic. Sorry, so Dirk Gently's Realistic Detective Agency. Dirk Gently's Realistic Holistic Detective Agency. Ah, yeah, okay. yeah. Right, I get it. Yeah, anyway, your review, you cunt. <laughs> uh, my first review this week is going to be... Ha! <laughs> Shit. <laughs> You haven't even thought it through, have you? Pardon? You haven't even thought it through. No, I haven't. I really haven't. Think uh, of a thing, quick. I'm thinking of a thing. Um, I dream I dream a dream. Of time's gone by. Shit. No, I genuinely haven't thought of anything. Oh, for God's like, sake. My mind is going completely blank. Oh, for I've God's watched sake. a bunch of stuff. Yeah, well, then just honestly. say one of them and then carry just, on. Let me just quickly check my watch. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I watched... Uh, oh, uh, actually, I watched all of... Um, all of... Uh, Sense 8, finally. Yay. And the Christmas special. Well done, it's Christmas special, Sense 8. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, I don't know. Is it like mate. Doctor Who? No. Or something now. All right, so anyway, so Sense 8 is the story of eight people that are interconnected by um, by some sort of natural tether. So mm-hmm. they can use each other's knowledge and, and inhabit each other's worlds and talk. And, and so they, the can, they can physically affect each other, but not the world. So they can kiss and they can fuck. They can't like move a box or like talk to someone, and they can, however, um, inhabit someone's body to use their skills to save that person. So a lot mm. of the time, uh, there's a woman who knows martial arts, and she takes other people's bodies when they need to fight. 
there's a criminal who can pick locks and he takes over when someone's like locked into handcuffs and shit. So, um, and there's this whole plot about, again, government agencies, much like Dirk Gently. Mm. There's a government agency trying to track them down and they have someone called Mr. Whispers. Mr. Whispers' skill is that he can talk to someone. Once he sees you, he can take over your mind. He can affect you. The purple man. You kind of like the purple man, but not the purple man. But not as charming. Not as charming. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, Joe Pantaleone's in there. Oh, Joey Pants. Joey Pants is back in. He, oh. He's saying fucking shit and all this stuff. As soon as I saw oh. him, I was like, oh, Joey Pants. No. Yeah, he plays him as a dad. Oh. Believe me. Um, but the, the, the program itself is, is flawed in many, many ways. Um, where to start? Um, the whole the whole of the drama should be about these people finding out they have this power, right? Well, like they already know, think, don't they? You'd think that the natural the natural drama would be that you know, all of them are uh, somehow um, somehow entwined mm. and they need to find each other to further d- explore and discuss this. Like heroes probably like should heroes. have been and then they completely forgot that. Yeah. A bit like heroes. Instead, mm. what happens is they just go about their normal fucking dramas. Oh. Like, they just go about having their conversations and having these things. And I understand that you can't completely abandon life, but don't continue to pretend like you're normal when this amazing thing is happening. Like they're perfectly normal. Don't tell them... That's, it's but not your place to say they're not normal. There's a scene in which normal. they're talking to Suresh from uh, Lost. All right. And he's, like, saying to them, hey, you know what? Like, uh, you're not human. You're connected to the world in a way that people have forgotten they used to be connected. And now all you can do is use this skill to help each other and try and explore what it means to be this thing. Daryl Hannah's in the beginning of it. She shoots herself to send out this message because when she shoots herself, it sends an echo through all the other tethers that she oh. can't get out any other way. And that's the sort of message that everybody sees. And then all these people, their stories entwine. Some of them fall in love. Some of them develop relationships outside of it. Um, one one guy's like an actor in Mexican films. Nice. Does he wear a luchador mask? No. Oh. And he's meant to be like this this big, cool action star, a bit like Bruce Willis in the 80s, but in Mexico, so it's a bit cheesy and it's a bit cool. Yeah. Um his subplot is that he's gay and he doesn't want to come out because he thinks everyone's going to be angry. Oh, but everyone knows, surely. No, no, nobody knows. And then no. he's fucking his boyfriend and their friend takes a picture of it and then someone steals her phone and instead of being angry at their friend, they just go like, oh, we're being blackmailed. And then when they are angry at their friend, they're overly angry because their friend turns out is being hurt by this person that's blackmailing her. So it's like true blackmail. She took the picture because she was so proud of her friends for, you know, falling in love, finding this. She took a picture of them banging each other fucking in the bus. Pounding it. This this is where it gets weird though. Like what there are scenes when they're It's not fucking... weird when she just decides to take a photo of her friends. That's weird. But it's all bad screen screenwriting, mm. isn't it? Yeah. Like there's one person who is a transgender character, absolutely fine. The transgender character for for some reason everybody knows her as Mick, but her girlfriend's been with her for years and they've known each other for years and so they develop this relationship and she's not doing any of the cyber stuff but then when she goes back she knows exactly how to hack every single terminal and console and system she knows all the hacking skills it's a Unix system I can hack this (laughs) and like and it's weird shit like that like some people apparently have an issue because they say it's like an SJW series and I for the first time in my life I actually heard that term spoken someone actually said to me oh I thought because of the SJW if someone says that out loud just slap them it's fucking stupid isn't it it's like someone saying lol out loud and also Mm. I don't understand the term social justice it's political correctness gone mad yeah I don't understand that shit it's not political correctness it's just it's just not being a dick to people yeah some people are (laughs) fine with the world and happy with people just going about doing them I don't care if you if you want to dress like a fox and fuck another fox 
man or woman. I don't give a shit. You do what you want to do. You do you. If you're happy, if you're living life, you're contributing to society in some way, shape or form, then why shouldn't you be going about doing your business? But then I hear someone who, by the way, don't work a day in their lives. Yeah. Like, if I hear that person come along and say, oh, social justice warriors gone mad, well, maybe you should get a job, pay taxes, and then I'll, can, I'll consider your opinion. Maybe I for wouldn't. a second. And then even then, I've got the ability to say, fuck you, I'm working, leave me alone. <laughs> you know? And it's just, it's shit like that. Like, it seems like, and uh, and I'm not saying that they they made this with an agenda, but it seems like there are scenes that are made out to play like, like that when they're having sex with other people, which they all do in the exact same time, apparently. Oh, right. So they're having sex with one person and then another person having sex with another person. They have this, like, weird ball of snakes that they appear in where they're all thinking about fucking and they're all fucking each other in, like, this big pit of people. And I don't need to see that because that doesn't make sense. Like, I understand... Yeah, it gives you like, something to jerk to. I mean, no, because it, because it just doesn't make sense in terms of, like, those characters. Is it like that bit in, um... What's the film with Gabriel Bernard Schwarzenegger? Oh, end of days. Yeah. Yeah, where he fucks the two girls and they morph together and then you, know, <laughs> yeah. you don't hear anything more about it. Like, it doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah, it's a bit like that. But it just it just doesn't make sense in the context of... So it's like, it's like oh, look, we must up for an orgasm break. Well, the writer of the show had a weird fetish. They were like, wanted to put it in the film. Fine. Yeah. But everything else about the programme is fine. It's great. Yeah. Great action scenes are fine. It's just... I. <sighs> You just need to feel... Because there's only one character that actually seems to be trying to solve what's going on. Um, like, actually seems to be, like, affected by it. Everyone else is just like, oh, we've run away from the police. Now we're safe. Oh, the police are back again. We're hiding. They don't find us. Now we're safe again. Yay. Uh, uh, the Christmas... No you're problem right, You're right about the Christmas, the Christmas shit doesn't make any more sense. Why is there a Christmas special? I don't know. I don't know. That's that's the question I had when I saw it on the thing. Yeah, Christmas but, specials for fun, happy shows. I watched it all. Yeah. I watched it all. There are two positive things I can say about it. Action, fantastic. Cinematography, awesome. Yeah. It's and I watched it in 4K on my TV. Fantastic. Fantastic. It looks magnificent. Like, the shots of China, hmm. France, things like that. All the aerial shots. The plates they paid someone to go film for them. They paid someone yeah. to go and do for yeah. them instead of doing them themselves. Look great. There are a couple of shots of things like there's India. There's a shrine they set up. Hmm. There's like a there's a plot involving um, an Indian prime minister who is against religion affecting the world in a way that would cause it to contradict law and things, yeah. which is fine. That's yeah. you know we've evolved beyond religion for most people. We don't need to worry about religion when we're doing things like trying someone for murder because they've murdered someone. Bad thing, go to prison, get killed, or something like that. Just whatever your punishment is. You live with that. No, we probably shouldn't just base laws on, you know, fictitious books, should we? Really? No. If you turn around and say, then say, oh, but Jesus said that if you murder him on the Sunday and he's gone and stolen your loaf of bread, your onion, you don't have to worry about it, mate. You get off scot-free because then you go around leaving fucking trays of bread and onions and going around stabbing people as soon as they pick the plate up. It's fucking stupid. But he, no, but he turns around and he says, this is what we want to base it on. And the religious people get angry at him. And he gets shot at one point on the stairs of somewhere talking to a character who's been said to be religious. And a very nice turn of phrase, because I thought it's an American program. So you know what you, you know what you get from American programs? It's usually like, the right is white. Hmm. Oh, no, sorry, the right is... The, the right is right. Not the right is white. White is right. Not the white is right. Oh. No, the right is right, rather than the right is white. Because they are often white, hmm. but they're not always right. No. Um, but often in American programs, you have like that slight religious subtext where something will come along and you'll say something. 
or they'll say, oh, it's a miracle he survived. Or something to under, uh, you know, to, to under, underdevelop or return something back to the status quo, just so that nothing changes narratively and they can continue having that group of religious zealots or whatever. Um, in this, what happens is the woman who's religious turns around and says, you're fucking monsters. The fuck is wrong? Of course I'm not going to celebrate a man's fucking been injured on your stairs. And you're saying, oh, it's the gods coming down and punishing him because he was bad. No, this is a man who's been attacked by another man. It is nothing to do with religion. If there's anything to do with religion, I wouldn't follow that fucking religion. And uh, it's like, fair point. But what if, the, what if it, like, you know, the religion turned out to be a really silly one? She was like, that sounds fun. No, it's it's like an Indian mm. religion. It's based on their gods. Like, I think in particular they talk about Ganesh. You mean Hindu? Hindu, yes. Yeah. Learn your religions. Well, India? Yeah. Predominantly Hindu country. Actually, predominantly Christian. Is it? Yeah, people don't even realise that. Most people don't realise that India and Pakistan are actually two split nations because mm. Pakistan followed... But they're different countries. Yeah, they are now. <laughs> yeah, they're very much different countries. Yeah, and now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so Sense8, watch if you want. No, that's okay. Yeah, watch it if you want. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't recommend <laughs> it. I wouldn't particularly say that it's worth sitting through 13 episodes of it yeah. and then a Christmas special that's two hours long. Do they celebrate Christmas then? Yeah. Oh, nice. All of them do. Do apparently. they meet Santa? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Is Santa one of them? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, and Santa's just fucking Mrs. Claus. Yeah. And then he's in Someone the pile. Takes a photo of he's him. in the pile on top. Yeah. You can tell it's him because he's got the hat on still, just, just writhing around, slapping like a his ball balls of in someone's mouth, just yeah. like a ball of snakes. Nice. It's not very well shot. That's the problem with those scenes. They're not very well shot. They're like close-ups of people's faces against an ass. Oh. And they'll zoom out, and then it's kissing a man. Why isn't the face and going into that, the Yeah, there's a woman kissing a woman, and it's like, oh, we're breaking down the rules. It's like, no, gay people and straight people and bi f- people exist. Face into the arse. Like, kiss the arse. Yeah, it's like leaning on the arse. Get like. in the arsehole. No, it's like a pillow. Just, uh, straight in there. Straight in what? Rim it. Yeah. Rim yeah, but job. you don't know, because you might sense about time TV had a rim job in TV, man. <laughs> yeah, you're right. More rim jobs. What's a rim job? More rim jobs 2017! Yeah. So... That's my platform for election. Oh. Anyway. I'm going to review. I'll give it a William Sadler. Oh. I like it sometimes, but other times I just... He's got a weird face. No, actually, no. I'll give it a... I'll give it a Kate Hudson. Are you going to mock her face as well? No, Kate Hudson's a very attractive lady, but sometimes she does shit. And then sometimes she does stuff like my best friend's girl with uh, Dane Cook. Don't... No <laughs> Dane Cook. Okay. My best friend's girl... The song by the cars. So, shall I review another thing then? I'm going to review Rogue One, a Star Wars story. I've seen this. Uh, I've seen it twice, in your tits. Yeah, and yeah. my viewing's more important. Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really, really cool little Star Wars thing that like managed to... I mean, the thing with Star Wars, you kind of have to have all Star Warsy stuff in it. Mm. You kind of have to... You have to have, like, TIE Fighters and X-Wings and stuff. That's fine. Yeah. Um, so, you know, anyone who's complaining that they didn't invent anything new to it, uh, there was a new type of droid you haven't seen before. There was new shaped spaceships you haven't seen what before. What's the new type of droid? You're talking about K3. K2SO, yeah, those have never been in the films before. Um, there's a whole bunch of nice little new stuff in there, and the film's like really nicely paced and put together. I don't know why people have a problem with the pacing. I just, <laughs> some people were saying, oh, I didn't really get what the characters were, okay? The, the, the opening parts of the film really, really do a good job, I thought, of letting you. Fill in the gaps. You! The like, viewer! Like, um, people have noticed there was stuff missing from the trailers, like where you see um, friggin' Saul Guerra before he has the broken Matt Hardy hair. Yeah. Um, but, like, if there was a scene at the start of the film with Saw and Jin, 
and him saying, you have to run away and all this sort of stuff, right? Mm. That would have like got right in the way of the pacing. The way it was done was like, you go hide. She sees her mum get killed and her dad get taken by the Imperials to work with them. Yep. She goes in a hole. Sorgera rescues her. Next time you see her, she's been captured by Imperials as an adult. So you know some shit's gone wrong in between. And there's yes. going to be some distrust going on there. Like the Rebellion come to save her and she beats the crap out of them as soon as she can to try and escape before getting chokeslammed by, by um, Alan Tudjik Roadbot. Um, KS-320. KS-20. KS-20. Yeah. But... um. Like, you don't need all these extra scenes in between. We can tell from that sequence of events that we saw her stuff go down. We saw that she's now on her own again, so something's gone wrong in between. That gives you a little bit of a mystery to go, oh, I wonder what went wrong in between. They do show her emerging from the... You see him open it and there's yeah. like a little bit, but yeah, but you don't know what went wrong between her and Sorgera. And you can tell from what she says a little like in the next scenes that she likes to pretend her father's dead because she knows he's working for the Imperials. You've already gathered that because mm-hmm. that's why they grabbed him. Um you know, and that's something went wrong with Solgera. She denies that she knows him at all, and all this sort of stuff. Like that's that's how you tell stories without wasting time. Brevity is the soul of wit, as they say. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed the film. I thought there was like an interesting bunch of characters. I can see there's some nitpicks here and there people might have. Like it doesn't make any sense why Solgera decides to stay behind while he gets blown to pieces. But I suppose he doesn't have the best legs in the world. Probably couldn't run. You know, someone moaned that there was a. Um, I saw someone complaining that there was a big old tentacle monster thing that reads people's minds in one scene and never comes up again. I'm like, what? Well, the Star Wars didn't just chuck in monsters for no reason at all. Like one of the things I really liked in Force Awakens was at the start of the film. There's a bit where BB-8's going along and you see a little alien pop out the sand and go like that and then pops back under. And that's a Star Warsy thing to do. Just a little bit of little bit of flavour for the universe. A little bit of flavour. Um, there's some really nice shots in it that feel like. Like sci-fi artwork, the beautiful ones. Like, um, not to spoil the end of the film or anything, but um, there's a shot of, like, you see the beach and the Death Star coming up over the beach, like a sun rising, and that's like a really cool shot. Um, another one where after it's blown up a, a whole city on a planet, and you've got like a shot that pans from the planet's surface with the explosion going into space towards the Death Star. Yeah, like that's really cool imagery. That stuff. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a really enjoyable film that didn't rely on Jedi's for once. There was. Like it's the only one of the films that isn't about Jedi's so far, which is nice to have a a little thing that goes off to one side, and sort of goes there's, there's your Star Wars Jedi stuff and here's an adjacent thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of hope the other spin-offs manage to do that because I'm, I'm looking at the Han Solo spin-off. Like one thing they have to keep in mind is he cannot have any contact with the Force. No, he he doesn't know about it until after. Yeah, he doesn't believe it exists at all. You can't give him a hint that it might exist. There can't even be a thing where he goes. Oh, what that's a bit that was a bit weird, did it? Like you know, you can't really have that. That's that's so they're going to have to do a Han Solo film that's purely about bounty hunters and thieves and scoundrels like and stuff. My bounty to yeah. finance my jets. Finance my I'm vet. Over. Yeah, finance I'm my vet. Over MC vet. Chris, he milked that Star Wars rap thing. For I a while. really wanted to go see him live last month, oh. and no one would come with me, so I had to sell the tickets. Oh, you should have just gone on your own. <laughs> that's mm. Fucking loser. You go on your own, you loser. Anyway, um, yeah, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. I actually, I kind of prefer it over um, Force Awakens. I've watched Force Awakens a few times now, and it kind of it creaks a little bit. You know, like how um, Return of the Jedi is fun every now and again. I think that's what like Force Awakens will be. Yeah, because Return of the Jedi is like messy, but that last act of Return of the Jedi is fucking perfect. Yeah, like, that's one of the greatest final acts in cinema. Um, although Rogue One's final act is awesome. Rogue One's final battle was amazing. Yeah, that whole last sequence of events. Although um, the villain, 
director Krennic. He's only there at the end because he really wanted to check um, Jin's dad's emails. That's literally the only reason he's on the base. He turns up and he goes, I want all the communications from Galen Erso. And it's like, so you, you turned up just to check emails. Could no one, like, send you a Gmail link or something? Like, get Google Docs sent to you or something. I mean, he could have. Yeah. I like Director Krennic as well because I like that he was a villain who, like, no matter what, his plans fail. You know that because yeah. a new hope happens afterwards. So I love that he was, like, so pathetic, that he was, like, this guy who... um he didn't really have any power. He thought he had more power than he wanted. And he was being used by the Empire just as much as Galen Erso was. Yeah. Like, and so every time he comes up against Moff Tarkin or Darth Vader, he's just slapped down like a little bitch. Like, he's not even worth Darth Vader choking to death. No. He couldn't be bothered. And everyone moans about him telling that joke. Be sure not to choke on your aspirations, Director Krennic. It's like, that's a Darth Vader thing to Darth say. Darth Vader was always punning. Yeah. He was, like, he he was a bitch for puns. There's that scene in Return of the Jedi where he chokes the Admiral mm. and the Admiral collapses and he's talking to him goes, Captain, what's your name? Blah, 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 blah. Mm. Make sure you do a good job. Admiral. Like that. He's him cracking a little joke. He's promoted him for a laugh. And then later on you see the guy die. <laughs> just mm. choked him. Yeah. Um, he loved choking people in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Bless. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a damn solid Star Wars film. I, I'd put it above all the prequels. This is the best prequel. Really? Isn't it? <laughs> Easily. Uh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Easily. Revenge of the Sith could have been good if those previous two films didn't exist and you didn't have all the weight of all the shit that went on in the previous Revenge two films dragging it down. Revenge of the Sith had one of my favourite scenes in it. Did it? Which one? The, oh, the... The little kids are in the playroom. No, the good and, scene. And uh, Luke just comes along and he's like... Luke? No, Anakin comes yeah. along. And you just see the little kid. Oh. Like, he shoots his lights over and the little kid just goes... That's Anakin, what are we going to do? <laughs> He's just like the little kid, like opens his eyes, like, "Oh man, kid, you're gonna just run!" He murdered the younglings. <laughs> Fucking love that. He killed the younglings. the younglings. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I like Rogue One. I liked Rogue One as well. I had my issues. The first hour, <sighs> I'm fine with that. Took forever. I liked it. The first hour took forever. Um, and they tried too hard to get the comedy from from um. From what was the uh, last Star Wars before this? Force Awakens. Force Awakens. So the Force hmm. Awakens had a lot of comedy. Had like yeah. a nice little. It felt very much like an eighties film because of all the little jabs and jives and the way that they were working. And like it's like oh the boy's got to drag a girl along. Oh no the girl's all spunky and feisty. Hmm. Felt very eighties in that sense. Yeah. But then you take something like this and the first half hour are hard. Like, they go fucking hard. Like, yeah. you've got the parents being murdered, you've got Mads Mikkelsen acting the shit out of every scene he's in. Yeah. Just like, my daughter and my, my wife are dead. I cannot, you know, it's very sad. And then the daughter runs off, and then obviously, um, as you said, um, she's caught by Forrest Whitaker, who puts her in the thing to protect her as the plant's being bombed and all this other shit's happening, it's all being burned. Um, and, and just like loads of shit like that. It's really heavy. Doesn't really let up for that first half hour. And then straight away the first half hour ends and you've got Alan Tudyk as the robot. Yeah. You've got Diego Luna, who is great. Diego Luna, Diego Luna is what I expected there to be more of in the Force He's a charming Spanish guy. I think what? he should be like Zorro or something. I expected more of stuff like that in The Force Awakens. I thought that the... Because hmm. although... But he's the closest Han Solo proximity in this, isn't he? He's not Han Solo. But he's like the closest... He's, but he's not, like the guy no. who will kill someone if he needs to to no, no, get no, through. Because Han Solo killed people and was charming and... He's got the charm and he's willing to kill people, but also he has killed a fuck ton of people. Yeah. Like he is dark. Just for the rebellion. Black yeah. ops, doesn't ask questions until he meets Jin. 
And mm. before that, he was murdering younglings like no one's business. He's like the guy from Rick and Morty season two who's just like, I love killing. Just, yeah. I'll kill anyone. Kids, <laughs> women, children. Ah, fucking yeah, I'll kill anyone. Um, and he was that person. He only started questioning the Rebel Alliance once he met Jin. Yeah. And even then, he didn't question them enough, obviously, to to save himself. Mm. Spoilers! Um, anyway, but no, I, I liked it. I liked it. I think the last, the last hour and a half... Really strong, but that first half hour, maybe 45 minutes, it's really difficult. Massive, jarring, change in, change in tone so quickly that it's a bit like it's going to give you whiplash. Right? The last part, the last half of the film is like they're going, we're going to, you know, we've got to rely on hope to get us through it's this. It's the Magnificent and, Seven. Yeah. Because yeah. the first half is like, everything's bad. Second half yeah. is like, hope. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but one of the things that I took away, now I am a massive fan of martial arts films. I talk about them all the fucking time. And one of the people that never I, heard this doesn't sound like you all. <laughs> one of the people that I most admire in martial arts films, one of the people that skirts the fine line between being, you know, being a master of so many different forms and mm. also at the same time being able to act in, in a lot of He's films. He's good at Wang Chung. Donnie Yen. Yeah. Who was in the Ip Man trilogy, all the other films. But anyway, in this There's only one Ip Man film. There's three. It's in this the other films. In this <laughs> Holy fuck is he great. Yeah. He's so fucking funny and you wouldn't you wouldn't think that he didn't know English from the start. He's so No, he, he can speak English. He lived in um, Chicago in Chicago yeah. or Boston for years when he was a kid. Yeah. But um But you yeah. don't you never think that when you're watching the other side of the films because yeah. I've always like even when I watched Blade 2, he's a bit rusty well, with the a English. Big in old gay too. character in a Star Wars film as well. Was he? Yeah, him and the other guy gay. Him and Baze. Chew and Baze blatantly banging Where each was other. He in ba- what? Baze, the other guy, the guy with the big gum. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuart yeah. and Bayes are blatantly. Star Trek. No, For some reason no, I was like no. trying to remember twenty twenty. No, no, him and 20, him and Bayes are blatantly pounding. Fucking each other. Yeah, but um, holy shit, he gets some great fight <laughs> scenes. Yeah. you know, and uh, and all in all, Donnie Yen was probably my highlight. Mm. Even with the robot the KS twenty, people love him. Yeah, people think he's the best thing for me, Donnie Yen, because uh, it's it's all about that line. It's like, oh, how's your foot? <laughs> Boom! Mm. Cracks an armor plate in the guy's shoe just to fucking break. It's cool. His Shame we're never going to see him again. They're all dead. Oh yeah, yeah, they're all gone. <laughs> Spoilers. He, he's the kind of person that I think could have a prequel film. You could find out more because the blindness, all that other shit, it's really yeah. fascinating. He's a Zatoichi type character, isn't he? Yeah. He's all like, you know, just unnaturally what, gifted in he his skills. In the Force. Yeah. And that's what I like is that they. It's the first time you see it as a religion. Because mm. he's the first person you see like the positive side of the force. Because you've got the dark side we've seen, and you've got the negative side, mm. which was Kylo Ren. Well, it's like seen. he's force sensitive. He's like he's um, sen- so yeah. he could be a Jedi if maybe he was trained or some shit like that. They like yeah. hint at it, but most of the time he's just like. Eh. You know, he can just sense how what people's intentions yeah. are and stuff. If the force mm. wants us to survive, they'll open that door. Well, the door's open. Yeah. <laughs> shit, guys, let's get out. <laughs> Yeah, and then the guy turns up. He's like, he's like, I open the door, and he's like, ah, oh, but the force willed you to do it, but yeah. it's good. Um, but yeah, I agree. It's a good film. I'm not going to rate because I'm not going to properly review it because you've already reviewed it. Yeah, well, get on with your shit then, you fucking collection of dung beetles arranged alphabetically by their names and genus. Penis. Genus, as in the different species of Penis. of a dung beetle. Get on with it. Penis. Get on with it. Okay, so my second review and final review, I guess, before we do the 2016 roundup. Yeah. My really uh, my second review is going to be. Uh, <laughs> shit, it's another one of these, isn't it? It's another one of these. I lost my just say mind. a thing you've watched the last or done oh, the past couple I've weeks. I've watched the last few weeks. Just say a thing, anything. Just say it. Uh, 
I watched the most generic sci-fi series I've ever seen. Oh, well done. Congratulations. Sense8, you just reviewed it. Well, no, no, no. I've seen something that's even more generic. Well, oh. Sense8 wasn't generic because Sense8 is one of those stupid Gaia-type semi-sci-fi, semi... Um, I watched uh, I watched Travellers, the new Netflix series oh. starring Will from Will and Grace. That's that one I saw come from the thing. I went, nah. Yeah. This is yeah. everybody saw that figure. What? Well, okay, so I watched Spectral. Like a few, I think I reviewed Spectral last time we possibly. <laughs> and Spectral was a film that Netflix bought from uh, from Legendary. Oh, that's the one with the ghosts. The guys fighting yeah. the ghosts. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit like Gears of War the movie. It's actually it's actually quite fun. Mm. Like in terms of, I think that it's too dreary to be cheesy eighties fun, mm. but it's just dark enough to really fill in that more like ninety straight to video yeah, sci fi thing. Yeah. It's more like <laughs> what. Um, Final Fantasy The Spirits Within would be if it was live action if it was good oh wait Spirits Within is the best one of all those Final Fantasy yeah. films and it's actually not that bad as a film like as a horror film it, it could be better if it had more blood and gore but they weren't allowed to do it mm. um, but this is this is good it's got um, it's got a few known actors no one really particularly famous but it's got the guy from Iron Man 3 who plays um, who plays the main villain's henchman you know the guy who has like his leg burnt off and like he grows back and stuff and he's don't um, remember that. What's his name? Um, <laughs> don't remember. Something was. Dallas. Boy, Dallas Howard. No, something Dallas. I can't remember. Anyway, Corbin um, Dallas. <laughs> Corbin Dallas. Motley Bass. Um, Jeremy but, um, Corbin Dallas. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy Corbin Dallas. That's not um, But anyway, so Spectral. Um, it was mm. you know Spectral was a good film. It was good for a free bit of it. I thought you were about Travellers. I'm going to get to Travellers. We'll get so to it then. Spectral was meant to be something that brought out in cinemas, but it never materialised as a cinema film. You can tell the special effects are actually all right. The plot is pretty significant. Hmm. And the set pieces and the environments are really well done. Like, all in all, it's quite a good movie. Like, it's 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 what I was expecting. What was the, um, what was the Emil Hirsch shitty... I don't know. You were supposed to be talking about travellers. The Emil Hirsch ghost movie where they like they have to fight aliens with electric guns. Don't know. Do you remember it? No. Darkest Night or whatever. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Emil Hirsch. Anyway, it was really bad. It was made. It was made by Tito. Yeah, but Bermol. you were supposed to be reviewing you, travellers. Who was the guy who did? Who was the guy who did Nightwatch? Tito Bekmenov. There you go. Tito Bekmenov. He produced or directed it. It was really really bad. It was basically. Of course, it was. He was involved in it. That film went from these guys who are IT professionals go and these aliens attack a nightclub and they save two girls. They live for weeks with these girls, apparently, and they make radio radioactive guns that can kill the aliens or just slow them down. And that's it. That's yeah. it. They've got, like, machine guns that are all on their army people and then they've got, like, these fucking microwave this guns. This isn't that... Travellers, the thing you no, said you No, it's not. I'm getting to the point here, You're not right? Done. So that's what Spectral feels like. It feels like a really good version of that shit Emil Hirsch film. Ah. And it should have been released in cinemas. And Travellers feels like a programme that could have been released on TV in an episodic, week-by-week basis, but it just missed it because it, it, it's not quite there. feels like something that Netflix have picked up on the cheap. Do you know what I mean? Probably is. A lot of American TV shows know. are. I don't know if it is. Because, right, for one... It's in 4K, which usually is an indicator that Netflix have produced it themselves. That they've used the camera. No, no, no. It, it usually because Netflix don't stream a lot of stuff they don't produce in 4K. In fact, none of the stuff that they stream in 4K is not produced by Netflix. A lot of the stuff isn't. Netflix don't produce as many shows as people think. Just because it says Netflix original, that has nothing. No, to no, do I know. I know that. And you've got stuff like Dust Till Dawn. You've got those shitty mm. other American series mm. that, you, that we've seen a million times before they're on Netflix. That's the whole point. The stuff that's made by Netflix, the Marvel series, those weird comedy specials, all the other shit they do. Mm. 
That's the stuff that's in 4K. Not the Dust Till Dawns or the other shit. Spectral, that's not 4K. That's 1080p. Or 1080p. Um, but um, this is this is shot in 4K, so I have to believe that Netflix produced this on their own, even though it feels like a sci-fi. It'll all be off. shot in 4K. If you're using a modern digital camera, it'll no, be shot in 4K. even stuff like Civil War is not on 4K on Netflix in America. Yeah, but it's shot on 4K. Like it... I know, but they don't they don't buy the 4K version. If you know what I mean, they don't they don't pay out the premium on the stuff they aren't making themselves. Yeah. They don't pay for the rights. Anyway, so um, so Travelers is oh, it feels like sliders, but then it doesn't feel like sliders. It feels like um, oh, so that Terra sentence Nova. was wasted then. But then it doesn't feel like Terra Nova. Oh, it's two it sentences like, that make no sense. It feels like Quantum Leap. Oh. But it doesn't feel like Quantum Leap. It feels like Terra Nova mixed with Quantum Leap mixed with sliders. You know. What I mean? Does it feel like Travellers? No, because Travellers doesn't feel like an original piece of art. It doesn't no. feel like an original concept. Basically, the story is that in the future, the world is fucked. For many different reasons, the world is fucked. So what the future people are doing is they're finding people that are about to... Have you seen the film Free Jack? Can we just stick to Travellers? No, because this is going to explain the plot a lot better. Have you seen the film Free Jack? Is that the one with Emilio Whoopi Estevez? Goldberg and no, James Emilio Belushi? Estevez and Helen Hunt? No. And Mick Jagger? No. Anthony Hopkins? No. Right, so the idea of Free Jack is they find people right before they're about to die and they they just they let whatever's going to happen happen, but then they grab their body at the last second. So horrific helicopter crashes and plane crashes and car crashes, things like that. They grab the body right before the last second, they take them to the future, and then rich people can put their consciousness in the mind of the person they free jacked and use that person to live longer, right? Oh. Right? That's essentially what Travelers does, but in reverse. So they take their consciousness and they send it through time back to the point where the person's about to die and just take over their body and live their life. So instead of that person dying, they just get taken over by another consciousness. Oh, all right. Right? And then they're sent back to stop things from happening that are going to happen in the future. Get it? Right. And they get the messages by the dark web. They get, like, encrypted messages. The dark web. Yeah. They get encrypted <laughs> messages and it just comes up with shit like, like, go pick up this person. And they don't get told why, which seems really fucking stupid when they're you know they probably need that information to complete their mission yeah why don't you send the whole message because they're fucking stupid it's a stupid email. fucking yeah it's a stupid fucking give the proper attachments documents so anyway um, it's not very good okay and it, and it falls for many of the issues that I have with sci-fi nowadays now we know the farming industry is going to be the first thing to destroy the world like the way that animals are farmed and the way that the industry is managed it's fucking I don't know world. it depends how upset Donald Trump gets if another country makes fun of him on Twitter. Yeah, that's true. He might nuke us all. Mm. But anyway, that's like the main thing that's hurting the environment now. It's not fossil fuels anymore and things like that. It's now, it's like 14% fossil fuels and there's a massive percentage is farming. The farming industry is fucking a lot. And it's because we're all greedy fat fucks. Fine. So all these people come back and there's a scene in which Will from Will and Grace drinks a cup of coffee and then for five minutes has to discuss cow's milk being something that he doesn't drink. And oh. he wants to be vegan and like drink plant based stuff. It's like, I get it. I'm a vegetarian, mostly vegan, like nowadays. Like, don't, you don't need to tell me that you don't need to push this agenda in your TV program. Just get on with the sci fi shenanigans shooting people. Especially as being vegan is pretty stupid. No, it's not that stupid. Don't start. It's not that <laughs> stupid. It's a smart way to go if you want to be healthier. But anyway. It just seems stupid to put, like, it, it, it's, again, it's like Rogue One for me. It's like a jarring thing where I now have to hear Will from Will and Grace go, you got any uh, soy milk? 
Like, <laughs> why would that exchange need to be there? We don't I need- put the soy milk in this heart cup. You just drank half and half, baby. <laughs> soy milk's not vegan. <laughs> half and half's not vegan. <laughs> you ate some chicken meat. Chicken's not vegan. <laughs> yeah. Chicken so- parmesan. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So it's um, it's one of those things that it's just, it just doesn't make sense. And I feel like there's not been like, I don't know, fo- like, I don't think Netflix have a proper focus group. I think they have just people internally just oh, yeah, buy yeah, shows yeah. that no one else wants. That's how it goes. <laughs> or produce shows that are cheap. Like they buy the script for a five, and they're like, oh, we'll make this. There yeah. you go. We'll give you a, a billion pounds every billion views. Oh, we only made a thousand views. <laughs> oh, yeah. We won't release the stats. Don't worry. <laughs> but yeah no I just I give it like a very it's it's hard to be angry at is the thing I give it a Kevin Costner in Waterworld alright like you know how it's it's hard to be angry at such a massive failure that's kind of entertaining to watch you're saying Waterworld's a massive failure oh yeah it's a massive failure Waterworld's one of the greatest science fiction films of all time <laughs> it's got Jack Black in it it does. There's a greaser. Yeah. That's actually what they're fucking called, a greaser. Yeah. Great name. Yeah, it's, it's a whole film where um, people discover a man with gills, and instead of like worshipping him like a god on this water world, they chase him to kill him. Yeah. And Kevin Costner drinks some pee. He drinks a lot of piss in that Yeah, film. yeah. I mean, he does in general. That is one of them. Like vegans, that's what they do. Drink pee. They mostly just eat fruit. So, we're going to go through our uh, our top... TV series, yeah. game, and film of the year. Yeah, we are. Quickly, because we've already reviewed them, most likely. <sighs> so, top TV series. I'll start. Luke Cage. Really good show. Really good. Jessica, really good. Jessica really good. Jessica Jones was last year. Was it? Yeah, we had Daredevil Series 2 and Luke Cage this year. Sure but Luke Cage, good. first half of the series feels like a Spike Lee show, which I quite liked. Felt like a Spike Lee joint. And then second half of the series went full-blown exploitation craziness, and I quite like that. I like how silly it got. Because none of the other Netflix shows got silly. And I think they should embrace the fact that they're silly. Like, that's one of the problems I had with season two of Daredevil is that they had ninjas everywhere and they didn't think it was silly at all. They thought it was still deadly serious. Well, you'd do worse after this as well. No. I'm kidding. No. We don't have time. Yeah. So I've got any of these things. But Luke Cage... How long are we doing? How long is this? Because it's been almost an hour now, okay? Is it? So, right. Luke Cage... Was really freaking good. Beautifully shot show. Amazing music. The last four episodes did do great. It for me. Fuck off. But they were great. Oh, so oh, now oh, you oh. review. You don't review. You just say quickly what your favourite TV show of the year was. My favourite TV show of the year this year was Rick and Morty season two. Was that this year? I thought it came out last year. Yeah, it was this year. Oh, well, yeah. Rick and Morty season two was fantastic. It not only developed the plot of the overarching series, hmm. but also it. Uh, it, it expertly uh, mocked our current generation of uh, TV programs and everything else. No. Our, our short attention spans. And also, it uh, fantastically circumvented any sort of humour to have these darker threads we didn't find in the, uh, in the original series. I mean, there was still darkness that was still... Imprisoning me, all yeah. I see, absolute horror. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, <laughs> in, in this series, the darkness just drifted in so simply, so easily, mm. so elegantly. Um, God... Genius. Absolutely fantastic. Worst, Walking Dead. Season whatever the fuck we're on. It was terrible, wasn't it? No, it's good. It was fucking awful. Yeah. Negan's the best thing about it, but they've already overused Negan, so... That's fine. That's the worst of me. Alright. 
Your turn. Just jumping on the Walking Dead hate train. I really didn't like it. Like, I liked Negan. Like I said, I like Negan. And Negan in the comics is good because they show him interacting with Rick, but then they push him back. And they show him interacting with Carl. Then they push him back. But in this, they're like, just fucking Negan it. Everything's awkward. Negan it. Just throw Negan Or Negan all the time. Negan all the time. Negan every day. Negan every night. You done? Yeah. Okay, game of the year. Overwatch. 2016. No, I'm joking. You can say Overwatch, aren't you? Nah. Um... I don't know, I don't think anything deserves it this Minecraft. year. Minecraft. Minecraft. Minecraft 2016. What, Minecraft Story Mode? MLG That's Pro. Um, <laughs> I'm probably going to be, like, because Uncharted 4 is, like, really nice and stuff. It's nice looking. But it's not, like, new. Yeah, it's the same problem with Gears of War 4. <laughs> yeah, same, it's a new game, just nicer looking. Yeah. Um, some really nice, like, set pieces in it and stuff. Yeah. Um, I'd probably say Doom. <laughs> Doom was going to be my favourite. I'm going to be honest with you, Doom was going to be the one I said was my favourite, but there is another game that I've played a lot more than Doom, and I have bought multiple platforms now. But Doom, Doom, I really liked because it's laser-focused on just shooting shit. Yes, it is. Like, the whole game is about, right, we're going to kill demons, that's what the game's about. You're just killing demons left and right, and all the gameplay's completely designed around constantly driving forwards. Yes, it is. Um... And it's, it was excellent. I freaking enjoyed the shit out of it. I really liked it. Probably, it's a nice refreshing first person shooter, isn't it? Well, it's it's weird that you call it refreshing, because... There's not really any FPS games like it, is that, there? There's like, that's the thing. Like, they're all Call of Duty, Cod Blops, you've got to have iron sights, you've got to be military. This shouldn't be refreshing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird that it is refreshing. So Mr. Biffo put it on his games of the year, because he said it felt like what our shooting ups used to feel like years ago, when they were... Seat of your pants fun. When the fun was avoiding enemy bullets and frigging traversing the levels and killing the enemies. Well, the weirdest thing is that in a time when everyone's striving to get 30 FPS or 60 FPS, 1080p gameplay, the one game that's been able to do it consistently over all platforms and, and do it incredibly well and and um, economically on, P- on a PC yeah. has been Doom. Yeah, I'm getting like 180 frames per second exactly. when I play. On, PS, on PS4 and Xbox One, 60 frames per second, 1080p gameplay, looks fucking incredible. <laughs> yeah. And is just out and out one of the best games that we've had for the last 10 years. It's not even just that it's this year's best game. It's it's one of the best of the last 10 years. I'd rate this with Bioshock, the original Bioshock. Yeah. I'd, rate, I'd rate most of the set pieces with Bioshock Infinity, that beautiful fucking cloud city... There's there's things in this that would that would you know, although it's, it's the way this one, one sort of all builds up and it has that first level that's like perfectly designed and it's really efficient with its storytelling without making you sit through cutscenes for ages. Yeah. Um, but by the time you like carp in the lift and he cocks his gun, the shotgun, and then it like pulls it forward towards the lift, there's lift doors open and you're on the surface of Mars. You're like, okay, I'm ready. Yeah. Um, there's a really good documentary on a YouTube channel called No Clip, a three-part documentary about the making of Doom. Yeah. It's well worth a watch. It's done by Danny O'Dwyer, who used to write for um, some games website. I can't remember what one. He also did a documentary about Rocket League recently, <laughs> which was really good as well. It's a two-part one. Um, you know, tra- tracing it all the way from when it was a mod for Unreal Tournament through supersonic rocket-powered acrobatic rocket cards to Rocket League and all that. Yeah, um, but yeah, Doom was superb. Like, uh, there's probably other games out there, really arty farty ones I should have played, but I don't have all the money in the world, and games are expensive. It's not my you're not my game of the year. Yeah. But What's your game of the year? My game of the year this year mm-hmm. is something that I didn't expect to be playing as much as I did, and it's something that was a Kickstarter. 
um, but it was released on PS4 this year. Kickstarters. Yeah, it was released on PS4 this year, so technically it is Game of the Year for the PS4 All right. for me. All right. For other games I played. Yeah. Uh, Darkest Ju- Dungeon. Darkest Dungeons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Darkest yeah, yeah, Dungeon. Yeah. I've played it so fucking much. I think you've seen me playing it a bunch of times. Yeah, you were playing it yesterday and, and today yeah. and, and the day before. On, I had it on my Mac. I was playing it on my Mac beginning mm. of this year. Yeah. I was playing it on my PC. So I saw really. someone moning on some end of the game of the year list someone done on, on one of the websites. They put a Soul Android Cactus in their top 10 because they played it on PS4 for the first time when it came out this year. Yeah. And they were going, oh, that didn't, doesn't count. That came out last year. I don't care. If you, no, if the game if was the released on the format, it, yeah, and if it was released on that format yeah. this year, boom, it counts. Why well, wouldn't it be? Yeah. But um, Darkest Dungeon. Uh, Never is a game that's made to build so much despair, <laughs> so much panic, been so fucking fun to play. Yay. Like, in terms of in terms of everything else as well, the the like even Doom is a fairly complex like the weapons you get and everything counts, the way that everything works, there are, you know, weaknesses and, mm. and so on and so forth. Dark Dungeon is just flat, like you are fighting against the darkness and you're gonna fucking lose a bunch <laughs> of times. It's really yeah. It's not a fun game. It's got Plague Doctors in it. People love Plague Doctors now. Yeah, yeah. They're cool. I mean, like, a, a close second would be something like Overwatch. Yeah. Um, I My Overwatch Time... I haven't got tired of, so that's... Uh, yeah, I haven't played Timefall 2 yet. I yeah. assume that's fantastic. I'm probably going to pick that up soon, because I assume the, the servers are going to probably be empty soon. <laughs> it's not gonna, there's not many people playing. Yeah, they should probably sort out getting cross-play sorted on that, shouldn't yeah. they? I mean, I can't think of anything else out of those two that has really grabbed me. Like, Gears of War 4, I really, I really like it. Hmm. It's not. It's no. It's more the same again, isn't it? Yeah, it's like Uncharted Four. I assume hmm. if I play Uncharted Four, the only thing that's going to be different is that it looks a lot better. Uncharted Four is like really nice to play, but the story, like, there's really good story and everything going through it. But it's one of those things where there's like there's more story than game, and the game is just the same. Get behind cover, shoot things. There's a couple of really nice moments where you see the game using the physics of the world to create a situation. Hmm. But um, like where you've you get a grapple, you got a car, you can drive around, you put the grapple hook on a tree to pull yourself up a ramp. Yeah. But there's one bit where you're forced to wrap it around a boulder at the same time. Yeah. And as you're pulling the grapple hook up, it makes the boulder go loose and it rolls towards the car and knocks you off the edge of a cliff and you're hanging from the edge of the cliff on the car. Huh. And it's a really clever use of physics yeah. to make that scene happen. But we've seen um, that before. That's a really cool... Year, yeah, it's a sequence. Just Cause 4. Free. Just Cause 3 is explosive. Yeah, Just Cause 3 was... <laughs> Crashes a lot on it's PC. It's a similar thing. A lot, yeah. of the, lot of the same stuff. Hmm. Just Cause 3 is like you know how the Battlefield games have, uh, but one of the cool things with Battlefield is where something crazy happens as a pure accident yeah. because of the shit going on around you mm. Just Cause is like that on a large scale with single player it's like Battlefield 4 I used to play Battlefield 4 and purposely try and shoot down helicopters with a magnum yeah. <laughs> and like the one time you do it yeah. it's like even, even though you keep trying the one time you do it it's so fucking stupidly out there watching this helicopter go like that you don't expect even though you're trying to achieve that and with Just Cause 3 every time I tried to achieve something crazy it happened because everything's there for it to happen whereas Battlefield 4 it would either be like oh oh the helicopter's going across oh oh no there's a bit of rubber banding so it misses your shot (laughs) or you've got a sniper rifle and it's coming over the top of the building but then someone spawns on that position and then the helicopter for some reason starts firing at you you know things like that like it's just instantly auto-aimed on your position even though the helicopter's facing forward you know shit that just can't be explained normally stuff where it's the game glitching out and normally it helps you or it hinders you with Just Cause 3, everything works as it should on, on Xbox mm. One, obviously not on PC, according to you. It keeps crashing. Yeah. They need to fix that. But um, <laughs> worst game of the year, for me, 
like of all the shit that I've played, probably Alakine's gun. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Alakine's um, gun. Yeah. Or uh, heard about that? Homefront: The Revolution wasn't that bad. Yeah. People keep saying it's the. We played it after game. it was patched, so quite yeah, a bit, didn't true. we? Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, there's stuff that I think. That... I mean, apparently, the game has story reasons why certain things just don't plain work in it. Oh. So they they worked it into like the text and stuff. Nice, yeah, nice. That's apparently. good. Well, at least you know now. Yeah. Um, and then there's other stuff that I think was so severely underrated for what it is, like uh, Deus Ex. Yeah, I need to yeah. play that. It's 13 quid on Steam right now. I've got it on PS4 yeah. if you want to play it. I might play it at some point, but I think I never finished the last one. And I mean, I've I've only just started playing stuff like Street Fighter Five, which isn't great. Yeah, there's a lot of issues. Yeah, mainly the game seems to predominantly. It's got more crashing. issues than Corn's third album. For some reason... Which before, was called Issues, that's what the joke Before is. I... Before the most recent update, all the story modes work fine. Yeah. Now, if I try and play reuse story mode, it crashes. Oh, that's a feature. Yeah. It's a feature. Anyway. It's a preventive story... Work, best film thing. of the year time. My this choice like, first. This is going to be like the hardest for me, because... I'm I just... have no idea what is the best film of the no. year. Um, I think the thing is, right... Okay, so usually most of the films I see in the cinema are the big budget, big flashy blockbuster yeah. films. That's all I tend to have to go on. So I had like Suicide Squad. <laughs> from DC this year. We had Suicide Squad and Batman v Superman. No, <laughs> no. Um, we had Warcraft and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Out of the Shadows. I saw in the cinema, both of which aren't amazing films, but I enjoyed the shit out of them just because they're dumb, fun adventure. Warcraft things. isn't dumb. Warcraft re- requires a fucking encyclopedia to Warcraft before. Shut your tits. It's fun. Not um, fun to me. Civil War was fun. Civil War was fun. That's about it. Civil it wasn't as good as Winter actually. Soldier, but it was enjoyable. No, nothing's going to happen. Um, Doctor Strange was decent, but it wasn't brilliant. That new X Men film was fucking terrible. I don't know what people are thinking when they say it's people good. People love it, don't they? There yeah. was only one scene that I actually enjoyed. I didn't even like the the Quicksilver scene. Oh, that's the scene I liked. <laughs> I thought that was just like stri- doing the same thing again. Um, it, there's parts of it that's fun it, it feels like a friggin 1990s comic book movie yeah it feels like right, something yeah. that Joel Schumacher would have made um, I think by default the best film for me this year has to be Deadpool because <laughs> that film's stupid and fun it knows when to finish it's like friggin it shoots its load all over the screen and literally in some cases but it's like you know an enjoyable dumb comic book movie that feels fresh yeah. it ain't art no, it's definitely not. Art. No, it ain't art, but it's fun. The thing is, I didn't get a chance to see stuff like Manchester by the Sea and all that sort of Manchester by the, the sea stuff is... by um, you know, that arty types like because I've only got a limited amount of money, yeah. And if they won't send me screeners, I'm not going to see it. So well, I did send me see screeners. those films. Then. So, you what do you think was the best film of the year to end today's um, podcast? Okay, so it's really hard for me because I watch the indie drama. Misses. I wish I like it. <laughs> Ark was quite good as well. Shout out to Ark on Netflix. Yeah. That was quite decent. Um, all right, so like taking into consideration everything that I've seen this year, like I've seen art films, I've seen big releases, I've seen Oscar nom sort of stuff like Manchester by the Sea, a Monster Calls. Both of those, both of those are great films. Like they are, they are good, strong drama films. But the problem mm. is that Manchester by the Sea is a mumblecore version of drama. No, oh. like. Um, Casey Affleck's not able to verbalise his emotions a lot of the time he famed rapist Casey Affleck what? famed abuser Casey Affleck apparently he abused people who? Casey Affleck that was a big scandal this year who did he abuse? kids apparently (laughs) teenage teenage girls apparently really? yeah he's just been swept under the carpet because he's white (laughs) 
Anyway, Casey Affleck plays a person who's not able to verbalise their emotions, and when it comes to a point, um, it's it's not a spoiler. Well, that's unusual for him to play yeah. a mentally disturbed the, person. The plot of the whole film is that his um, and it's and it's you know it's widely it's widely televised as this is that his his brother dies and he becomes a legal guardian of his of his brother's son because the mother's an alcoholic drug addict she's disappeared and and so he has to deal with his own issues which I'm not going to reveal because it's quite a dramatic moment in the film it's well played hmm. um, um, his own emotional issues and, and it all comes loggerheads essentially he starts um, lashing out physically against random people in bars and things like that um, because he he's just he doesn't know how to express himself no and it's the story of him and this this kid sort of helping each other find uh, find a common ground it's uh, not a common ground but you know what I mean find something where they can possibly be a family is this like that what's that Stephen Dorff film where he's got his daughter he's an actor who doesn't see his daughter at all and he ends up getting left with her Sophia Coppola film and the whole film's about him trying to sort out his like his life to figure out that you know he's got a responsibility now and he has to be a bit of a better person yeah, this isn't like that. No. He's not a bad person. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. He's not a bad person. He's just been dealt a bunch of really bad hands. Does he run off and get himself killed like he did in that film with Christian Bale? No. Oh. No. <laughs> that was uh, Fire in the Furnace or whatever it Something was. Something like that, yeah. yeah. That was all right, that film. Yeah. It wasn't too bad. William Dafoe was in it. Yeah. William Dafoe was getting a crazy face. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, Manchester Wednesday is Oscar bait. Like... It's it's fine. It, I think that it's a the, it's like no country for old men. You're supposed to say what you thought the best film of the year was. I know, and I got off. Track. And you're just going off track again, I yeah. Got off track. Um, but Manchester best film of the year. It's a great. Uh, best film of the year for me. So far, oh, so fucking hard because you can't you say might. so far. No, you got one day. No, yeah. Nothing's going to come out tomorrow. I might watch a bunch of DVDs tomorrow. You go see Moana tomorrow <laughs> yeah, or something. Is yeah. that what's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> that looks great. I'm yeah. Zoom. Yeah, Dave said. Zootropolis, Dave said it's actually. awesome. Zootropolis yeah. could almost be. Did that come out this year? Yeah. I thought it came out last year. No, it's a troublous position. Oh, Zootopia. Zootopia, sorry. A really good film. Really fucking good film. But was, it, wait, was it called in the UK? Zootopia, Zootropolis. They changed the name, didn't they? Didn't they? All right, let's have a look. I can't remember. Let's have a look. Zoo- Zootropolis was the UK name. Zootopia is the American name. Are you sure? Yeah, because if I remember rightly, Zootropolis was a range of toys or something in the 90s and they had to change the name. I don't know. Um, Zootropolis. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Zootopia, Zootropolis. Yeah. Had its name changed for the UK audience. In the United Kingdom. And no one calls it that. Zootopia in America. Yeah. Zootropolis in the UK. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was a great film. That was actually a really, really good kids' film. Yeah. Quite dark, dealt with racial issues, which is not something you see in kids' <laughs> SJW agendas. I know, right? <laughs> um, I don't work, but I deserve an opinion. When um, are Nazis going to get our own films? Yeah, sounds a bitch. Uh, anyway, uh, they, they had some ideas. That's all it is. Uh, not yeah. good ones. No, <laughs> that's all it is. Um, but they got Green Room this year. Yeah, which is which again is a fucking incredible film. It's on Netflix. Need to watch that. Green Room is an incredible. But Deadpool's good. It was almost as good. Deadpool was like you know like someone had taken the skirt of um, superhero movies yeah. and just blew a big old load of air right up it. Yeah, just freaking fresh air. Because make him jump a little bit. The oh problem, god! The problem with the internet is that so many so many people mar our opinions. Hmm. They don't mirror them; they mar them. So you've got people that will say, "Oh, the Force Awakens is a bad film." I go back and I watch it and I see this wrong and I see that wrong. It's like. Fine. Oh, people nitpick and they think yeah. that's criticism. Fine, though. you're you're allowed to change your opinion over time, but. But come on, if you're watching a film, you're saying... Oh, I, I change my opinion on films all the time. If you go back and read my Star Trek Into Darkness review, I said it was quite enjoyable. It's not. It's fucking terrible. You're that film's awful. 
But another film I saw this year that was really good, Star Trek Beyond. That still Trek Beyond. Yeah, good film. enjoyed but the still, shit out of that still film. Not, no, it's know, not a great film. That's that, To me, that's on like a similar level to like that, that second Turtles film that I just enjoyed because it's stupid and f- yeah. yeah. Like G.I. Joe Retaliation. I enjoy it because it knows exactly what it is and it's laser-guided straight to what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And I always praise G.I. Joe Retaliation because, Jesus Christ, it's so much better than the first film because it's got the rock in it. Can the next Star Trek film have the rock in it, please? He was in an episode of CV. He's in an episode of Voyager. Yeah, yeah. There was an episode where they had to go into an octagon, and Seven of Nine was forced to fight the Rock. That's awesome. <laughs> That's a sexual dream come true. <laughs> but um, what was your film of the year? I, this is the problem. I can't yeah. think of anything that I fucking love yeah. that much. Like, was Mad Max this year? No, that was 2015, wasn't it? That yeah. came out last year. And the Final Girls wasn't this year? No, that's on Netflix now. Yeah, it's a really good film. Yeah. You should watch that. You uh, enjoy that. Um, Joshy was a good indie film, but it wasn't great. <laughs> the Monster. Cop Car. Fun. Cop Car. That was last year. Was it? Yeah. Jesus. Cop Car was last year. Fuck sticks. Green Room is probably... <sighs> Fuck it, Green Room. <laughs> that's the thing, like... I would say my favourite film of this year is a toss-up between three films, and that's the fucking problem, because it's Deadpool, The Monster, and Green Room. Those are the three mm. best the films monster, I've seen. Or, or when a Monster Calls. Or... No, no, When a Monster Calls is melodramatic, and uh, although it's good, it's a film I've seen a million times over. Train to Busan. Holy shit, you're right. No, because even that wasn't great. That was, that was, mm. like, that wasn't... Ah! <laughs> that wasn't the best film I don't I guess I you, you think there's loads of films that are good but you can't think of one that deserves well, to be that's the thing, elevated not, above the it's others it's not the best film like hmm. the thing is Train to Busan isn't as good as Deadpool or The Monster or Green Room Train to Busan is like you just the below witch? them I didn't see The Witch The Witch was fine my problem with The Witch was that uh, they blew their load early on first Sweet. 45 minutes they reveal the ending Sweet awesome um, Fuck that I don't yeah. care I like, I like that but anyway, so so I'd say that I can't pick between the three. There's a trifecta of good movies this year, uh, and the Green Room. Some of the guns. Some of the gun runners. With uh, War Dogs. Yeah. No. No, not good. Not Didn't good. watch it. It's not great. Um, but I didn't would think say, Batman vs Superman was film of the year. Then. I mean, that was an epic. That was about mothers. I'll tell you what. That scene in which um, in which young Robert Downey Jr. confronts his family. Or says goodbye to his parents in Civil War. Oh, yeah. Probably one of the best acted scenes of the year. Well, one of the greatest pieces of CGI. Although, I say that, I, I saw Ant-Man the other day and I saw the um, you know the CGI young Mike, Michael Douglas. Yeah. That is phenomenal. It's pretty good. That's really good. Like, I picked out stuff in it when I saw the film because his teeth weren't his teeth. Yeah. Um, but... yeah. And also his chin. At one point, yeah. his chin moves a little bit quicker mm. than the rest of his jaw does. But um, there's a little bit than the Grand Moff Tarkin in Rogue One, which was good. I didn't like it. But it's a different thing with Grand Moff Tarkin is you're taking a dead actor. You haven't got a reference from... But you haven't looked, got a physical... robbery. Yeah, but the thing is, like, with Robert Downey Jr. and the Michael Douglas, those actors could perform the scenes. Yeah. And you could use them and well, get the like, actual motion capture from like, them. take this back seven or eight years ago, mm. and we were both probably talking about Tron Legacy and how good Jeff Bridges But how far has the Marvel movies come along in effects when you go back to, like, the first Captain America and you got Chris Evans' head on a, on a skinny man's body. Right. But it doesn't look right. No, it doesn't. His head it looks, looks okay. too big for the body. No, no, it looks okay. Go back and watch it. Like, yeah. over the Blu-rays. You can watch it on Blu-rays. It's really good. And the digital backgrounds in that film. Yeah, they're pretty bad. Yeah, like, like the well, bit no, of the car at the end. It's not that. It's, the, um, it's actually the, uh, the filters. Yeah. 
You know, like the... the yeah, it's got the 1940s films, feel, yeah. yeah. Sky um, Captain in the World of Tomorrow. But anyway, so I would say there's, there's film three the films that I would say is film of the year. I, I would say they're all different categories. Like Deadpool, you're right. Deadpool is phenomenal as a blockbuster. That is the film of the year. But then you've that got... came out in February. I know. And that's <laughs> fucking depressing, isn't it? But then you've got, you've got indie film of the year. I would say The Monster. It's fucking incredible. It's not melodramatic. It's a full frontal assault. It hits you emotionally and then physically and violently. There's so much going on in that film. It's multi-layered and I've already spoken about it too much so the monster is probably probably my indie number one and then third would be the the number one that if Deadpool hadn't come out this would be straight to number one but Green Room yeah and Green Room unjustly became the final film for Anton Yelchin he's got another film he filmed bits for did he? Yeah, and Star Trek Beyond came out right after he died, didn't it? But it's like it's it's almost like um this got misappropriated as Anton like, Belchin. <laughs> this one got misappropriated Anton as Anton like, Felchin. But it's <laughs> But this is the follow-up to Blue Ruin. Green Room, I've spoken about it again. Mm. spoken about it before. Blue Room was a great emotional film. The same actor's in this, mm. and he turns another great performance. Um, it, it's a really, really good film, and it deserves its own viewing under the circumstance that you don't consider all the drama that went on around then. Mm. Um, because it's it is... Patrick Stewart in it. can always have a good bit of Patrick Stewart. It's like punk itself. Mm. It's raw, like a nerve, and that's that same thing can be said by about the monster. It can be said about Deadpool. It's, they're raw. They're like nerves. They're exposed. All their faults. All their all their issues. Mm. Like Deadpool, you watch Deadpool and you can see the holes in the script, but they've seen them before you and they comment on that shit. Mm. It's like the faults in in budget. Like oh, it's, it almost seems like we can only afford two X Men. Like that <laughs> shit's pre-done for you like no one needs to yeah well they, apparently they were, that's what part of the thing wasn't it they had the yeah. budget cut by like 20 million or so something they, just, they cut out well, that was, like yeah. there was going to be a Wolverine cameo imagine how long Colossus is actually in that film for it's not even six minutes exactly he's in the film for five and a half minutes and he's one of the most memorable characters of this yeah. year and then you've got then you've got something like the monster again emotion it's everything it's mm. all on show and then you've got someone in the green room and it's, and it's because it's so tense mm. it's all nerve and it is like punk. They're all very punk rock. It's been the year of punk rock. You've got things like, you've got the establishment rising up, and it's not who associates with the young people. So all of a sudden, that's coming back. That 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 uh, that raw energy, and it's coming back in cinema. And it's coming yeah, back but next year we're going to get um, those sort of films monetized, and it's going to be the whole exactly. So you're not going to get R rated because we want an R rated film because Deadpool was successful. Exactly the same way we had pop songs in our Suicide Squad because Guardians of the Galaxy had last pop year, songs. La- I was going to say, last and year And when the had- trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy 2 came out, it felt right yeah. having that music there. And that trailer was awesome. <laughs> so you've got... The difference is, if we go back if we go back throughout this year, we had we both had comments to say about stuff that was coming up. At the beginning of the year, we both had our opinions of Suicide Squad. I said it was going to be fucking awful. You said it was going to be great. Batman vs. Superman... I said it was going to be fucking awful. You said it was going to be fucking awful. And then we had other stuff. <laughs> well, of course, like it was a Zack Snyder film. Civil War. We both had our issues going into Civil War. We said that it seemed like they were hinging too much on on just this big fight. And yeah. it seemed like there's a lot of plot. And then we watch it and there's a lot of plot. But then it's not handled the way we want it to be always. But it's still very good. And I like the end one. of Civil War. I think that was one of the really interesting superheroes. Um, Doctor Strange has some of the best imagery I've seen. Doctor in Strange, yeah, we both went. In, we were both trepidation. Uh, yeah. We had uh, tre- that fight we- scene while everything's reversing in time around him is yeah. beautiful. Like the ending, it's fucking yeah. great. Yeah, he outwits a demon god, exactly. a demigod, and people um, complain about how he looks. And I'm like, fuck you, it's Dormammu. Who cares? This- Dormammu looks stupid in the comics. Yeah, he's just like a fire if you had, dude with like yeah, a if you had Dormammu appear in the comics and then Ghost Rider in Agents of Shield that same week, people would be like, who's which one's which? 
You have two flamey head guys. One of them just looks like a regal version of freaking. No, Dormammu doesn't have his skull exposed. He's just a fire like in the. He's got a skull shaped face thing. No, no, he's just got like he's got the teeth grooves, but he's just mm. like a flame embodiment. So mm. it's just like. I like the look in the film though. His big old rippling face of reality coming through. Yeah, he's like all the cosmic energy just yeah. in a face. Yeah, um, it's been an odd year. Last mm. year it was a lot easier. Like last mm. year, I had two films. That Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> three films again it was three films last year actually because yeah. I think we both picked Mad Max but Guardians of the Galaxy was second and for me I also the Guardians of the Galaxy was 2014 was it? yeah oh shit well I think last year then it was too it was Mad Max and I also had the Final Girls on my list mm. I don't know why that film affected me I think it was Final so Girls yeah last year but I really really like that film and it, now it's on Netflix and I one's got an excuse not to watch it Netflix Netflix but it's been a weird year for it yeah it's also it's been the year that everyone suddenly started paying attention to Childish Gambino well, of course they should. He's freaking good. Well, he was he's good in 2011. Yeah. He was good in 2013. He's good again this year. But people were all suddenly like going like, oh, where'd he come from? And people said that about Chris Pratt, didn't they? Where yeah. they were just like, he's just a big star, come out of nowhere. Said, no, well, he was on Parks and Recs for years and other oh, stuff. I love him Parks and Recs as well. Yeah, he's been around for a long time. He was so funny in Parks and yeah. Like, he's the person, like, when you watch Parks and Rec now, you, it's not the story of Leslie Knope. It's the story of Leslie Knope, you know, in terms of in terms of the plot. But in the mm. background, all the stuff that happens, like Jerry and, and yeah. Aziz, and then you've got people like, oh, Jerry, uh, who does Aziz play? He's got a buddy, hasn't he? I can't remember. But I've only ever seen John a couple Ralphio. episodes. Yeah, John Ralphio. John Ralphio. Was that someone claiming you want to one of the characters in Stranger Things? They yeah, reckon he's yeah. John Ralphio's dad. And they did an interview, didn't they, yeah. where they were both like pretending to pantomime each other's yeah. movements. Yeah, it was yeah. great. And those guys are cool. Stranger Things was decent. Yeah, but it wasn't, show that. It wasn't the best thing ever, was no. it? Like, TV-wise, I would still say that Rick and Morty Season 2 is the strongest. Yeah, but Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah. So, the first season started... Has it actually started now? In America. They said it was this month. They said it was this month. It was January starting. January 7th. They pushed it back again. Fucking nonsense. No, no, it was always January 7th. They said December a little while ago. They definitely said, oh, it'll be in December. No, they said January 7th. Oh, assholes. Anyway. Well, he had to deal with his divorce last year, so I'm guessing that affected the rap. How right dare he? Um, yeah, he divorced Aaron McGaffey, which I didn't even realise because I'm not keeping up with Palm Town. No, anyway, that's it. 2016 is done. We have officially closed the book on it. We've just got to get through one more day without Stan Lee dying. Yeah. Um, but this goes out on Monday, so this goes out Monday. Everyone will know if we survived it. Happy yeah. birthday, Stan Lee, yesterday. Who are you uh, saddest about dying this year? Uh, pff, probably Bowie. I, it was a mix-up between Bowie and Prince for me. Yeah, Carrie Fisher's I, pretty crazy as well, because that one was badass. I'd see Carrie Fisher didn't affect me as much as Prince and mm. Bowie, but my problem is that I was never deeply into the Star Wars films. I'd seen them. Blues I'd Brothers, man. Them. Blues Brothers is good, she's, but great she's a in bit part. Yeah, but she's great in that film. She is just a bit part. She's very mm. funny in it. Like, yeah. even like films where she just... Drop Dead Fred. She's in that. Yeah, she's also in uh, Jane Silent Bob Strike uh, yeah. Back. Yeah. She's, uh, so was George Carlin. He's dead. Yeah. Well. But anyway, everyone lock Stanley in a room until this goes out on Monday. Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins. Is he still alive? He's a year, a year younger than Stanley. <laughs> Fuck, seriously? Yeah. He's ninety three. Yeah. What? He can't. He was be. in. He was in. Uh, he was in uh, Drive Angry. Was he? Yeah. Oh dear. One sec. Let me have a look. I'll find out how old Tom Atkins is. Not my hedgehog, obviously. <laughs> how old's your hedgehog in human years? I think two, but I don't yeah. know because I I got him as a rescue. Oh no, he's only eighty one. No, I told you, he couldn't be that old. Because he was only like in his like 60s in Halloween 3. Of course he is. I mean, you'd kiss him. I'd kiss him. Yeah. I kind of loved him. Everyone died this year. Alan Rickman. Oh, that was fucking Died Anton Yelchin. 
Anton Yelchin, his... Uh, with a fault caused by a Honda cars that had, apparently they'd been recalled for. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, Thomas is quite cool, apparently. I, I haven't seen Tom it. Thomas. Yeah. It's uh, made by the same guy who made uh, uh, John Dies at the end. Yeah. And Phantasm. And you see John Dies at the end. This guy who made Bubba Hotep. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah there you go. That's what um, I know. David, uh, James Crusoe. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Does John die at the end? Uh, technically. In yeah. the book, yeah, but not the film. Yeah. The book's worth reading. Yeah. It's written by one of the cracked writers. Oh, dear. No, it's written by... One <laughs> Wait, which most... one? Daniel, he's the good one. No, David Wong. Which one's that one? He's the most famous one. Out of the ones that are in the oh, um, After Hours. Oh, he's not into Because After Hours is the good one. Yeah, he's not into that stuff. Oh. After Hours is good, though. That's the only, that's the only thing I've watched on this. All the other videos I think terrible. I associate more with Soren than yeah. I'd like to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, After Hours for best web series of the year. Yeah. I mean, you're more, you're more <laughs> Daniel. Yeah. I'm Soren. Wait, which one's the one who's an idiot? That's... Uh, you're going to say Daniel, aren't you? No. Who is the one who's an idiot? <laughs> All right, one sec. One sec. Let's do this. <laughs> Because we, we, we there must be no look online. Is there a which member of After Hours <laughs> are you? <laughs> You're the waitress in the background. Oh yeah, I'd love to be the waitress. Yeah, she's hot. <laughs> which member of Cracked are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, it just as After Hours. Oh. Uh, anyway, thanks right. for watching, you assholes. Yeah, thanks everybody for watching. Who did watch? I don't think there were many. Andre Some was people. here. Yeah, Andre. His internet kept cutting out. Now. Um, you sort out the transcoding got to sort out anyway Anyway, um, it's been lovely 2016 over it's going to be 2017 soon it's going to be completely different next year what are we looking forward to next year Rick and Morty season 3 Guardians of Galaxy 2 Guardians of Galaxy 2 more sequels Wonder Woman more sequels Wonder Woman Woman. I'm still it's not going to be good I've got to be trepidatious on that it's going to be crap but it's going to be happening episode 8 Yay! Uh, Rian Johnson getting a big budget film, all for that. Yeah, that's true. Godzilla. That's not next year. No, it's Kong Skull Island. Kong Skull Island, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I love that the new Godzilla film's called Godzilla King of Monsters. Yeah, uh, that Shin is Godzilla's going to come out next year in the UK. Is it? Mm-hmm. Better fucking do not that. I want to see that in the cinema. Uh, it's coming out on Blu ray. It might show the Prince Charles, so we can go watch it. Yeah, definitely um, see that. Uh, what else? There's nothing really else I can think of that's coming out. Um, I'm sure Ken Loach has a film or something. More Walking Dead. Whether you like it or not, yeah. you're getting more. Um, <laughs> they're almost caught up to the comics. They're not that far behind, are they? No, they are. They're still like... Yeah, but they're like in the speed, they've... Oh, yeah, yeah, like in yeah. the speed, because they've condensed a little bit, even yeah. though they spent so long at Herschel's farm. And Game also... of Thrones is hitting the point where they've decided just to end the show, haven't they? Well, yeah, because Game of Thrones is reaching where the book's reached. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, like, there's, there's not a massive amount of stuff that... Um, Games-wise, is there anything? Alien Covenant's out next year. That's true. That looks yeah. pretty good. The trailer's cool until it gets to that 1990s um, horror movie trope of people getting killed in a shower. Yeah, it's probably going to be shit, so that's going to be good. Um, it's not written by Damon Lindoff, so it's got a better chance than Prometheus. Expendables 4 is probably going to come out. <laughs> Expendables, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. Also, the um, the Roadhouse remake with Ronda Rousey. What? Yeah. Oh, sweet. It's going to be sweet. I Uh, think she fights with her shirt off in this. (laughs) Does Tai Chi. Does she rip someone's throat out? Probably. Um, There's not much. Roadhouse is the greatest film where one man convinces an entire town to murder a guy at the end. He doesn't even need to convince them. They're all just like, murder? Murder. Yeah, fucking blow them away. Um, Um, But yeah, all in all, it's been all right. It's been, there's been a lot of death. That's a bit sad, but for the most part. Fuck it. Life goes on next year. Just think, 20 years from now, there'll be kid people mourning the loss of YouTube celebrities and 
when when Markiplier and PewDiePie die. I'm giving you 20 years, guys. <laughs> Your time is now! <laughs> Boogie will outlive them all. Who? Boogie. You know the really big dude? He used to be Francis, the really angry nerd. He used to sit there complaining about Warcraft and throwing fits. You must have seen him. You'll know him when you see him. He's got a little goatee beard and short hair. YouTube really huge guy. Bigger than Jim Sterling. Oh, right. Jesus. Fucking yeah, Jim Sterling. Good luck for next year. Um, <laughs> should we do it quick? Can I, should I Google? Can I end the podcast? Well, let's just do this quickly. What, who? Films out in 2017. I'll just give you a rundown of what's coming out in 2017. Right, so we've got Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, yeah. Justice League. Oh. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. For Ragnarok. Oh, that's got a nice logo. Yeah. Transformers, <laughs> The Last Night, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, The Lego Batman movie, yay. Alien Covenant, yeah. Skull Island, Episode 8, yeah. Logan, mm. oh, yeah. Power mm-hmm. Rangers, <sighs> Fifty Shades Dark. Have you seen the Power Rangers toys in Toys R Us? No, you told me about them. They now. look like Poundland toys. <laughs> uh, Cars Free, John oh. Wick Chapter 2, yeah. Fifty Shades Darker, oh. War of the Planet of the Apes, Yes. Triple X Free Returners out of Cave, yes. The Dark Tower, no. Despicable Me. Oh, the Dark Tower's a Stephen King Free, thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Despicable Me Free. Nope. War of the War, World War Z Two. Hard nope. The Mummy. Eh. Kingsman Two. Yeah, maybe. I'm into that. Ghost in the Shell. Yes. Baywatch. Yeah, maybe. Annabelle Two. No. Smurfs: The Lost Village. Strong hard nope. Train Spotting Two. Yeah. Saw Legacy. What? <laughs> yes, yeah, another Saw. Oh, fucked off. Uh, a Cure for Wellness. Yeah. Uh, Flatliners, the remake. What? Yeah. Who's in that? It looks like. All right, let me just tell you. Please tell me Zac Efron. All right. I want uh, Zac Efron. Uh, Lena Helen Page, Diego Luna. Oh, sweet. Kiefer Sutherland. Sweet. Maybe it'll be a dead body in Maybe this one. Maybe it's a sequel. <laughs> uh, He's going to be like back in the eighties. We yeah. managed to bring people back from the we dead. We did this, guys. It sucked. Um, <laughs> King Arthur. He just puts the video on. The <laughs> bye bye man. Insidious Chapter 4. Nope. What for? I thought we only just a Chapter 2. Ch- uh, table 19. I don't know what that is. Should I click on it? I'll tell you what Chapter 19 is. Ex-maid of Eloise, having relieved of her duties after being unceremoniously dumped by her best man via, by best man via text, decides to hold her head high and attend her oldest friend's wedding anyway. She finds herself seated at the random table in the back of the bedroom with a desperate group. Ballroom, sorry. With a desperate group. This sounds like Indie Guff. Uh, Anna Kendrick. Oh, Anna. The Fate of the Furious. The best title ever. Yeah. The Boss Baby. No. Sleepless. No, have you seen the trailer for that? Yeah, it looks fucking awful. No. Sleepless. Sleepless. Is that a horror movie? Uh, no, Denzel Washington. No. Looks, what's it? Jamie Foxx. Sorry. Ooh, Jamie Foxx. So what are you saying? They just look the same. No, it's a really weird poster, which is just like the chin and the no. chest. <laughs> oh. Uh, Coco. Wait, that's not another film about Coco Chanel, is it? Uh, Coco is an upcoming American 3D computer animated film by Pixar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, about Fist Coco Fight, starring Ice Cube and and um, Charlie Day. That's a combination. Yeah, it's about them having a fist fight. Yeah. A Dog's Purpose, a devoted dog, Josh Gad. Oh, that's got a voice! I think we're getting to the point where it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> no. Uh, Pitch Perfect 3. Patient Zero. That's got Matt Smith in it. Oh. That'll yeah, be on Netflix. Stanley Tucci. Yeah, that's going straight to Netflix. Probably. Um, <laughs> Baby Driver. Nah. That's, that's got... I think you've gone out of the realm John of films Hamm. that anyone cares about. John, John Hamm's not a film. Jamie Foxx is in it. 
The Nut Job 2? Wow, that's how long is that? No, that's been? it. That's, been... <laughs> that's like 10 years. Um, Valerian and the City. Oh, or... that's the Luc Besson film. Yeah. Yeah, that looks actually kind of cool. Jumanji. Yes. Yeah, there you go, Jumanji went for... The Rock. If it's got The Rock in it, instant watch. Like... Uh, you haven't seen CIA? That's pretty bad. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Captain Underpants, the movie. What? Do you not remember Captain Underpants? No. It was like a kid's book. I'm just naming things now. Rings? Oh, yeah, that's the new Ring film. A group of high the trailer for that looks amazing. You need to watch it. Watch an evil videotape or else die. No, oh. there's a bit where they're in the plane and the video plays on the in the plane. So everyone's like, oh! Oh my god! And then somehow the plane crashes. I can't wait to watch it. And finally, American Made. It's Ron Howard's, no, Doug Lyman's new film with yeah. Tom Cruise. What's Ron Howard doing nowadays? Uh, I shouldn't ask. Let's end the podcast. Sully. He did Sully. Did Sully recently. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that, I mean, like, next year's not looking too bad. we got Boss Baby. Yeah. Is there any more horror films about people living in walls? Do you want me to ask? No, don't no, ask. No, one sec, one sec, one sec, one sec. I'll find out for you. I'll find out. People living in walls horror movie. One sec. The people under the stairs? What? No, they're not doing a remake of that. Oh, no, that's from 1981. Yeah, uh, that's the West Craven film. Housebound? Housebound. 2014, New Zealand? Yeah. yeah. But that's it. Anyway. Anyway, uh, have a good New Year, everyone. I'll be drinking. If you want to tweet me whilst I'm drinking, it's at Chris Apocalypse. Ant won't be drinking. He's going to be here waiting for your calls. So if you want to call Ant, you can ring him at. One sec, let me just get his number up for you now. Bye. No, 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 